Welcome to Simple Theology, a podcast connecting theology to everyday life by examining various doctrines of the Christian faith. I'm Robert Kane, And I'm Rick Gromlich. You said your name. Look at that, I, man. Every week I say my name. I was just listening every to week. an episode of Pastor's Talk, and yeah, yeah. Mark Dever never, never says his name. He always has to say something clever rather really? than his name. And I'm like, you know what? He does that every week. Rick? Yeah, pretty much. Wow. And I'm like, he's man, such a, you know he's what? He's such a copycat. Give it, give it 30 years, and that'll be Rick. He's such a copycat. Rick's going to be the next Mark Dever, and he's going to be giving somebody a hard time on a podcast because yeah. he just won't say his name. But you know what? You're, I was proven wrong. Yeah. You know what, Rob? You're you're not the first person to say that. Yeah, I, I imagine. <laughs> I hope <laughs> you feel I'm, good about that. I'm, you know what I feel good about, actually? Rob, What's you, that? You will... Um, Yesterday I came home from work, um, come home, walk in the it's house, and it is a good thing. And there is a, a a letter on the counter for me for my birthday. I got a what? birthday. Yeah, I got a birthday letter. Your birthday's in November. November. Just so we can give some context to that. Yeah. So you can imagine how surprised I was, because. Whoever gave it, whoever wrote this, like missed it by like months, like almost a half a year. Isn't that wild? Was, hold on a second. Yeah. Was this the thing with Candace's sister, Claire? No, this is a thing with my best friend Rob, who didn't give me my birthday card on my birthday. His wife found it and then gave it to me. <laughs> oh man, I didn't see where you were going with that. I'm glad. I'm yeah, glad that she finally got yeah, that. You, you didn't. Give, as your hand, as your handwriting. It was dated in November of 19. You know what, baby? You're welcome. Here we are months later. No excuse. You are welcome. For what? A late birthday gift? A late, not even a gift. A late birthday card? Was there anything good in it? No, it was a few kind words, but insincere at most, I'm sure. <laughs> I, sorry, you broke out there. I totally missed that. I said it was some kind words, yeah, but probably in, very insincere at best. Yeah, at best. Yeah, yeah. But anyway. But there wasn't any, like... Cashiche in there? Nope. Nothing wrong. Oh, there was. I don't know where it went. There was. No, there wasn't. Danielle must it have. It was sealed. Stole <laughs> Stealed. Danielle must have stealed it out she of there. She stealed it right out of there. <laughs> it's, it's gone. <laughs> is, that, is that why you, you didn't give it to me earlier in like the last like four months is because you thought, hey, I might need that cash. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't ready to give you. I wasn't ready to part ways with that with that money. So, did Danielle not tell you that she found this card? No, she didn't. Yeah, she she had, like was looking for something and she found this card that you were supposed to give to me back in November, and you obviously never did. So she delivered. Uh, it. Mm. Wow. Anyway, what a so great that, mail lady. that that made me. Uh, speaking of mail, this is really random. But I was yeah. thinking about this yesterday. Okay, have you noticed? I think they do this in England, but we don't do it here. Where you take mail to the post office, uh-huh. right? Take it to the post. Take it to the post. And I think in England they say like, "Oh, there's the postman," right? Uh-huh. Um, he's delivering the post. Right? Yep, the post I watch Peppa Pig. Right. That's definitely what they say. Right. So here, it's post office, but we call it the mail. Like, hey, did you get the mail? Have you got the mail today? We don't say, "Have you got the post today?" Oh, that's a good you know, point. But, but we take the mail to the post office, so it's just a little inconsistency, I think. Oh, it is a little inconsistent. And you know what yeah. it makes me think? So it makes me think of the first movie of Harry Potter, um, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's okay. Stone. Here we go. Rob's going to geek some out sides, on us. Some people will say Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, but it's actually Sorcerer's Stone. There's a little debate there. But 
Um, how is there a debate? Because apparently, I don't know if it was the original or if it was uh, another copy. Like England had Philosopher's Stone and America had Sorcerer's Stone, but I think it was originally published as Sorcerer's Stone that got changed Philosopher's or vice versa. I don't know. I actually don't know all the details, but I have heard that there are several, like many copies out there that are that say Philosopher's Stone. Wow. But early in that book, when Harry realizes that he's a wizard and he starts getting all these letters from Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, they continue to show up because <laughs> Uncle Vernon will not let him receive these letters. And it's Sunday, and uh, yeah. uh, Uncle Vernon says, says oh, fine day, Sunday. You know why that is? And Harry says, no post on Sunday. And Vernon says, right you are, Harry, right you are. And then all of a sudden, a flood of mail or post excuse me flood of post <laughs> starts coming through the house so is that from the movie or from the book um it's from the movie that's what i was mm. quoting i imagine it's very similar in the book uh, yeah but well probably not quite the same i'm about to tune out because um rob's having a geek out moment over here about <laughs> harry potter no, i'm just kidding but anyway oh, that's totally random um but thank you for the birthday card oh late. you're welcome super you're late welcome Thank you, Daniel. Actually, I don't thank you, Robert. You didn't do anything for it. Thanks, uh, Daniel. Um, so here's another funny thing just about my week real quick. So Eventually Sunday, we're going to get to the topic. No, we won't. Well, Sunday, and this is important. I went to work out with Jimmy. Right, Jimmy, Jimmy Alexander. I didn't realize you were working out, man. And we ran the tower. <sighs> okay. That's rough. That is rough. Three times? I ran it once. And then walked. I started the other two times. I started running. Then I walked. Um, one, the, the third time. Um, okay, so I don't know. This thing's probably, f- I don't know, fifty or sixty feet up in the air. Probably oh, way more than more that. Than that. It's, way more than it's that. really high. Um, and I'm third time going up, man. I have, I'm halfway up, and I'm like, I gotta finish, right? My legs are killing me. I feel like I'm gonna just vomit everywhere. There's people. From the top of the tower. There's people below me, like walking up. Ugh. It's just like, oh, this is terrible. Finally make it up, make it down. You know, my legs are like shot. Yesterday I had to work with my dad, which is fine, but like up and down ladders and stuff all day. Legs hurt all day. This morning I got out of bed. Dude, I thought I was going to fall over. No. I'm like, there's no way I'm, I can't walk. Like I'm paralyzed. This is it. <laughs> like I'm, I got to collect disability or something because oh, man. it was, it was awful all day. Like, Dude. you know, you're walking down steps and you're just like, oh, it hurts so bad. So bad. So, so I don't think, I don't think. My workout was that that bad, but mm. I had a really bad one this morning. I've been yeah. last week on Tuesday morning. I worked out with Zach, Verge, and Alex. A few guys that I'm buddies with here in Westerville, and they like Alex just joined, and I just started as well. I used to do it, but, and then Finley was born, and I decided I needed more sleep, and I agreed to do this. And Tuesday at 5.15 in the morning, and they do, I mean, these guys are CrossFitters, and so they're like, yeah. oh, yeah, this is going to be fun. We're going to get some guys in here. We're going to, like, just wreck them, and that's exactly what they did, and then we had another one this morning, and, man, I just was dead. I was I was dead, and I don't think it'll be as bad as you. I, I hope not. Yeah, I don't um, think, it, you're, if you've been working out consistently, it should be better than... I haven't been. The last time I worked out was last Tuesday. Well. Like, it was once a week, and... <laughs> You I'm wreck each time. <laughs> yeah, I do like tiny little things here and there, but definitely not enough to constitute yeah. consistent workouts. But yeah, hopefully I wake up tomorrow 
and I'm not feeling like I'm going to fall over. But we'll see. But anyway, speaking, Rick, of uh, waking yeah, so, up and not oh, feeling well. Nice transition. Thank you. Thank you. Were you about to say hey, something before that? Yeah. So I was... I, Got some dinner with uh, a friend last oh night. Goodness. A couple friends last night. This is just catch-up hour. People, people are like, what the heck? I tune no, in here to hear some theological stuff. And you guys are just catching this. up. So this buddy's telling He's like, hey, man, I'm starting to listen to your podcast. It's really good. And um, I think while I was while I was having dinner with him, you called me. And I say, hey, I, like, I'm like, pull my phone up. And I'm like, oh, don't worry, guys. I'm not going to take it or whatever. It's just Robert. And the guy looks over. He's like, pour over a coffee guy. Just, <laughs> no, stop it. <laughs> Oh my word! I said, "Yep, pour oh over coffee goodness. guy." <laughs> you know what? There, there, there are worse reputations to have. Yeah, that's right. I will take pour over coffee guy. Yeah, a worse reputation is to be a host for a coronavirus. Oh, <laughs> that's a harsh, right? Real hard right turn. <laughs> um, and one I believe we're all going to be here eventually. Hosts, yeah, that is. potentially. So yeah, so we're talking about the corona. The corona. The corona. Not, not the drink. Not the beverage. The virus. You put a lime in, but the virus. Yeah. So, okay. So, I just did a quick Google search. Mm-hmm. And literally 4 billion, 300, or sorry, 4 billion, 30 million results. Yeah. Like, that's it, a ton. Like, I, I you see it, like 300 everywhere. million or like 100 million results on these things when you do Google research. But this has literally four billion results. Yeah, and it, it, it's it looks like New York just created a coronavirus containment zone. Yep. Um, the U.S. coronavirus testing threatened by shortage of critical lab materials. Just some of the things. Um, I know it's happening that we're seeing. Man, okay, so there, there's like all kinds of stuff with the CDC, with the World Health Organization, with COVID nineteen, which is the CDC's um, like proper name for this virus. And people They're are losing. losing their minds. Dude, I, so here's the thing. I try, I, we've been doing how, um, work on our house, right? Mm-hmm. Trying to get it ready because we have our first interest meeting. By God's grace, when this releases, it's tonight at 630. So if you guys mm-hmm. listen to this and it's before 630. Uh, and you live in say, central Ohio. No, I'm just saying, just, just say a prayer Head for on us. Head on over. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That too. Say a prayer for our little church plant citizens. Eastern Church. Standard Time? Yeah, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard. But anyway, so we're doing construction in our house, just trying to get every, everything ready. And I'm trying to find some face masks because we're doing a lot of cutting, and I don't feel like breathing in, like, um, sawdust. Dude, you can't find them anywhere. They, they go. Meyer doesn't have them. Home Depot doesn't have them. Lowe's doesn't. Like, nobody has these masks because people keep buying them because they're worried that the coronavirus is going to hit. And it, it has hit in Ohio now. There's yep. three confirmed cases up in Cuyahoga County, which means those people have interacted with Cleveland other people. Area. Yep. So it means they've interacted with other people, and there's right. probably going to be more here within the next week to two weeks. There's going to be multiplied cases. So let's let's cut to the chase real quick here, Rob. What's your thoughts on the coronavirus in, in the next in the future? What like what do you? Is it going to wipe out half the earth? Is it? What's your thoughts? Is it going to spread to yeah. everyone? Okay, so I saw some stats. I'm going to butcher these okay. stats. I don't want the stats, Rob. I want your. <laughs> well, they said that, um, at least at the time I saw them, they said the majority, like the vast majority, and it may have been all, but it was a very, very high majority of deaths for the coronavirus was with 
within the elderly Mm -hmm. community or within those who had pre-existing conditions. So we're already very ill. Weak immune systems, those kinds of things, right? Exactly. They said that the um, death rate for, it it was like between 40 and 60, was like less than 5%. And then between 20 and 40 was like 0.3%, like less than three-tenths of 1%. Right. So... And, and people keep saying, like, oh, way more people die from the flu each year, which is true. Like, totally true. But it's not um, – they, they don't at the same rate. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the deal. That's, that's the deal. That's the kicker. So you're asking me what I think. I I think, and I know Ohio State, massive university, biggest university um, in Ohio at least. but Almost seven. one of the, oh, the biggest in the country. Exactly. They announced a couple of days ago, no classes in person. All classes will be online until the end of March. Yeah. And, I mean, today's March 10th, so tomorrow when this releases, March 11th, like, that's a decent amount of time to say no students are going into yeah. class. Kent State, to my knowledge, did the same thing, and schools are continuing to, to release this. And um, I was talking with a friend who's a teacher, and, and she was saying that if any student uh, – shows any kind of symptoms and they think it's the coronavirus then they're shutting the school down for 14 days yeah so lots of measures being taken it's clearly serious Mm -hmm. but and again i'm not in the place of god but i i would imagine that as it warms up it's going to kind of phase off a little bit and right right i think by the time summer hits um, it'll be old news and i I could be very wrong on that i I hope that i'm right because certainly don't want a virus to continue to spread and cause more deaths and illness but i would i would imagine that by i would guess may june it's going to be old news yeah yeah so so here here's my hot take on it real quick is i think it's it's only going to get worse not not meaning like the world's going to end but meaning um there's no way you can contain this. There's no way you can cancel all the classes you want. You can shut down all the trains you want. You can yeah. close all the stores you want. It will not contain it. Um, it's like I, I, I'm. It's like harnessing the wind. Like you just can't do it. Okay. So mm. here, here's a local example. There's a school here um, in Mount Vernon, and there was a bunch of students just came back from Italy. Okay. Oh, and the school no. said, "Hey, stay away for 14 days." Right. So they're, they're not coming to school for 14 days. Well, yeah. one of those students lives in a school district in the county, and he went home, and he's staying at home. Well, all of his siblings who go to a public school are attending the public school. Oh, so if he has no. it, because he shouldn't yeah. be at school, right, then now the whole school has it. And so it's oh. just, it's the point is like you're, you're trying to do something that's impossible. And, yeah. so, and so I get like they're trying to take preventative measures, but... I just think you're probably hurting the economy and you're causing Dude, the mass. The economy's for sure being hurt. Mass the Dow went down pan- like 2,000 points yesterday. Yeah, it surged back today, which is good. But um, the you're just hurting the economy in mass panic because this is spreading. But it's, you can't stop it from spreading. So you have to let it just, let's try to find a, a cure, let it run its course, let people try to be healthy. But you cannot just shut things down and think it's going to go away, you know? It's just not going to happen. That's my take on it. Um, but I think it's interesting as we see culture, res- the, our, our culture respond to it. How do people think about it? And so that's kind of where we want to go with some of our conversation um, on this episode. 
I think anytime you 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 talk about disaster, natural disaster, um, people can deal okay with natural disaster because there's they know there's like a finish to it, right? If there's a hurricane, if there's an earthquake, there's a beginning and an end. But with with pandemics and, and global illnesses and, and viruses, it's so scary because we don't know what it is. We don't know how to stop it or how it's going to affect people. Um, hence all the zombie movies and shows that have been consuming uh, yeah, the media right. for the last 10 years. Anyway, um, it's just it's really telling how our culture is responding to this. So one thing you see a ton of is just fear. Fear and the unknown. People are, um, they're just, they're you know, buying all the toilet paper they can buy. They're trying to stock up. Yeah. They're trying to hunker down. They're trying to wait it out. And so you see this just kind of everyone's losing their mind over things. And and I get like, that's our human nature is we are, we can be very fear driven people if we don't trust in the Lord and that he's good. Um, another thing, and this is just conversations having with people I'm having with people. It's just interesting. You see two kind of realities. Some people are very, um, apathetic, like, hey, people are going to die, it is what it is, you know, just let it run its course, and it's going to take out whoever it takes out, and they can, they act as if they can care less, and like, they're not going to die, and as I said, I think you have to kind of let things take run its course, but we don't need to be apathetic as if like, hey, whoever dies, dies, that's just the way it goes, um, that's the wrong attitude, I would yeah, say, yeah. but the, the other side of that is paranoia, where it's just, you, you're freaking out, thinking, man, it, you know, I'm losing control. There's no way. How do how do I contain it? You know, all the all the masks are gone. All the all the antibacterial soap is gone. Like everything, everyone's just losing their minds because they don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And it's and we live in such a controlled environment. Like we control everything we do for the most part. You know, we live in an orderly and controlled environment, and this is a wrecking havoc to that. So yeah, you're seeing yeah. it's interesting how people are responding to that. Excuse me. It's yeah. all. And, and just how people trust, uh, do you, you know, they trust the government, they trust the media, you know, they trust everything around them, but then they don't trust any of it. And so it's just a, it's just an interesting, I mean, no, it totally is. It, 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 it's tragic because people are literally dying about from this, but it's also very, as far as like a, a case study or something like that, that you're just observing culture. It's very telling. Yeah. Okay. So you, like I texted you in the middle of that because you broke out and I did. I, 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 broke I lost. I lost you for like a minute. Oh man! So I'm, I'm sure you said something, some really good stuff, and uh, I'll oh, just have to the episode to hear yeah, it. Yeah, just trust me. But, just trust me on that. <laughs> yeah, but so when I, when, what does it mean here? So I googled coronavirus, right? And Google immediately pops up this red banner at the top, and it says SOS alert: coronavirus disease, COVID nineteen. So what? What's an? What's a Google SOS alert? Dude, I've never seen one of those. Before. Neither have I. When I don't know what on, it is. When you click on it, what's it say? There's no. Op- I mean, there's a share. Like I can share it, and I can share it via Facebook, Twitter, email, or just copy the link. But it doesn't really. I'm gonna copy the link, and then I'm gonna go to that link, said link, and see what comes up here. Yeah, it's just googling coronavirus. Yeah, I don't know, man. 24 minutes ago, dude, a Northern California woman died of the coronavirus in a nursing home. Like, it's really sad stuff. Um, <clears throat> okay, so you and I had two very different predictions, and I, I would venture to say, I just hope you're based, right. I, I, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm glad I'm being the optimistic one here. <laughs> um, I agree with everything you said, though. Like, how do you contain it? So, 
Yeah. Maybe they, by they, May, June, it'll be way, way worse. They talk about <laughs> we'll it. We'll be stuck inside. Who knows? They, they talk about it, how it, it will, um, hopefully as, as things warm up and stuff, it will begin to die down and it will like figure itself out. But not figure itself out, just calm down more or less. But Yeah, yeah. Okay, so as we, okay, so we've just done a little bit of cultural commentary on it and there's mm-hmm. probably, there certainly is a lot more that could be said. Yeah. But as we think about it as Christians, as mm-hmm. followers of Jesus, as those who have a worldview that is based off of God's word, what are some things that we should remember as we think through the implications of the coronavirus, how to respond as followers of Jesus to the coronavirus, how to have a helpful response? What are some things that we should keep in mind? Uh, a couple just obviously basic things. And one that is we should all be prepping um, <laughs> three months of uh, food storage. If you and, don't have um, an emergency we, prep fund, you should one definitely Dave Ramsey's going to be really upset with you. Plenty of pour over coffee in store. Um, oh, yeah, guys. Absolutely. Because that stuff is not going to be cheap. Once it's the not. world, you got to get your Chemex, you got to get your Hario V60. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you got the right equipment, get your is right it, filters. Stock up now. Yeah. Use them Get for bean paper grinders. if you have to. <laughs> yeah. So that would actually be an early interesting episode talking about just prepping and the mentality of uh, preppers. And um, I'm not, I'm not against all that. I think against some of it, but not all of it. Um, but yeah. So I think just practically, I'm, I'm going to go to the practical piece first. I think you just have to be, you just have to calm down. Like this is it's theological, but it's practical. Tell him, Rick. God, God is sovereign, right? He's good, and, and he's not surprised. He's not like, you know, wringing his hands, bringing in his angels, and let's get a think tank going. What are we going to do about coronavirus? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, Having he, a stand-up meeting every yeah. morning. How are we going to approach how, coronavirus? How many more? What's what's the head count today? The death count? Um, so just trusting in, in God's goodness. Stay, be calm. I think that it's a great opportunity for us to serve others and love people well, whether that's you know, helping people to just praying with them, encouraging them, reminding them that God is good. Um, and there's practical things like people with, with bad immune systems and helping them, hey, stay home. I'll, I'll, I'll shop for some groceries or just whatever, whatever you can help to comfort people. Yeah. Um, but as Christians, like we should, we should be a people of hope um, first and foremost because, you know, this is, the coronavirus is nothing compared to the virus of sin. Right, mm. the, the the original source of all death, destruction, yeah. and that ha- that has killed and will kill eventually all man. So, it's it's nothing compared to that. And and our Savior has defeated death. And so, this it's yeah. another it's another big no big deal. So that's kind of like not I don't want that to sound like a pep talk, but it's it's just the reality. Um, but yeah, I just think we have to first focus in on the fact that God is sovereign, that he's good. So the fact we talk a a decent amount on this podcast about the sovereignty of God, and this is just a really practical example of, um, of some of the comforts of that doctrine, meaning that God ultimately is sovereign over all things. Um, he, he allows things to happen, not always good things, but he allows things to happen and ultimately it's all under his control. And we rest in that. So it's important, really important for us as Christians to hold on to that. Because, listen, if God is not sovereign, 
then we have a lot to fear. We have yeah everything. And, to and, fear. and I'm thinking. Of, I'm looking at um, Isaiah 45 seven, mm-hmm. where God says, "I form light and create darkness. I make success and create disaster. I am the Lord who does all these things." The English Standard, the ESV says, "I make well-being and create calamity." Yeah. And so, I mean, the the NIV says, "I bring prosperity and create disaster." Mm-hmm. I, the Lord, do all these things. Mm-hmm. And so we, we know exactly what you said, that, like, first and foremost, God is still sovereign. Yes, thankfully. He's, he's still in control, Absolutely. and he's still good. And, and by no means, like, if by some chance there's a listener out there who has lost a loved one due to the coronavirus or mm-hmm. is maybe sick with the coronavirus and they're scared and they're like you guys or are in quarantine make, or something yeah yeah you guys are making this sound um trivial trite. yeah yeah and you're you're um not being sensitive to some of the things that we're feeling certainly not at all trying to do that so forgive us if that's how any of this comes across we do however want to stress that the lord is still sovereign over the coronavirus yes it's not it's not out of his hands and he's going to use mm-hmm. it in ways that even even the coronavirus he will use in ways that end up being good, that will bring about a greater good than otherwise yeah. could have been brought about. I mean, we, yeah. we do believe that coffee cup, that coffee mug verse, uh, Romans eight twenty eight, that God uses all things for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And so, <clears throat> um, yeah. Rick, yeah. If, if, do you want to hop into this article? Yeah, yeah. So there, there is a, a good article that we're going to reference. Um, it's a, it's a transcript from Ask Pastor John, and he, he yep. walks through kind of six different points regarding to the coronavirus, but it's really actually regarding to uh, the the fallen condition of man in sickness and 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 um, just how sin has ravaged the world and then how we as Christians should think about those things. And, and yep. I would just say as we as we kind of dive into that you know it's interesting we love to have control especially as americans we love to control things and the one kind of odd thing about the coronavirus is the coronavirus is we can't control it you know they say man it it can take two up to 14 days till you can you realize you have it um it can it can live on a surface for nine days so you're talking you know 24 days yeah you know what I'm saying, or depending on where you're at, twenty, you know, five, yeah, twenty-four days of, um, just twenty-three, twenty-three incubation, fourteen plus nine, yeah, of of time for like where you don't know what's going on, where yeah. you know, yeah. it can someone pump using you know use a gas pump, and it can sit there for eight days, then you walk by and you get it, you know, and then you think you're fine, yeah. and then. 12 days later you come down you know and and you've been around hundreds of people thousands of people by then so it's so out of our control and that's the stuff that god can use to point us back to the fact that he is in control yeah um you you broke out there again and and baby this is why i'm right here i'm right here get back in person we, we need to get back in person so um i think you covered what points one and two what, what did you cover just, there? Just one, yeah. I, I was okay. just talking okay. about control. That you know, God, God is um, over those things, and how just almost by not by design, but just the reality of the coronavirus is that there's so hard to control. It's yep. so hard to control. 
Okay, uh, great. N- number two, um, God is still good. We've already hit this, but we'll hit it again because um, it, it, it's worthy of it. Mm-hmm. But I, I mentioned uh, Romans eight twenty eight earlier that God uses all things for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And something to be aware of with that verse is that um, that verse is particularly for Christians, that if you love God and you are called according to his purpose, you are a, within the body of Christ, then God uses all things for your good. Um, yeah. and, and one of the things that we'll see later on is just that God will use difficult things to wake us up, so mm-hmm. to speak, or to discipline the child that he loves. And so it might not feel like if you get diagnosed, if I get diagnosed with the coronavirus, that's not going to be news that I rejoice in. Mm. You're young. But what, You'll be all right. <laughs> but what I can rejoice in is knowing that regardless of what the outcome is, God is good and he's going to use this for my good, even if that results in my death. Because yeah. to live is Christ, to die is gain. Mm-hmm. Even to die from a cause from a fa- from the fallen world would be gain for me. And so, yeah. yeah. And number I think, two, you know, God is still good. It, and just paying back off that, I mean, we do live in a, in a fallen world. I think, you know, we know this intuitively. We look around, we see um, death and destruction, we see darkness. But even in, in Romans 8, verse 20, it says, For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it, in the hope that the creation itself will also be set free from the bondage to decay into the glorious freedom of God's children. And just a reminder for us that there is hope yet even the, the world and its futility, there is hope. It says in verse 22, For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together with labor pains until now. Not only that, but we ourselves, who have the Spirit as the firstfruits, we also groan within ourselves, eagerly waiting for adoption, the redemption of our bodies. So you see the the fallenness of the of the world and the fallenness of our own our own flesh, and we are longing for the day when Christ sets all things right, and yeah. um, that ultimately is our hope. But it, it's also a good reminder we just we live in a fallen world, and people just can people can can take that passage and just, they just throw it about. Yeah, we live in a fallen world, man. That's why there's death. That's why there's cancer. That's why there's murder. That's why there's, you know, all these just wicked and evil things that are heartbreaking. And we can say that very apathetically. Like, yeah, it is what it is. We live in a fallen world. And I've been guilty of that before. And um but when what Paul is saying is like we need to, we also need to feel the weight of that and not just be cavalier about our fallen world because um, we all are directly impacted at different times, sometimes more um, substantially than others, but we all live in a fallen world. Yeah, yeah, amen. So number one, God is still sovereign. Number two, God is still good. Number three, we live in a fallen world. Uh, fourth thing to remember um, is that sickness can be a mercy for God's people. I mentioned earlier that God... Um, disciplines those whom he loves. We see that in Hebrews twelve six. We see that in Proverbs three twelve. But then we see an example 
So it says it explicitly in those two passages, but then we see an example of it in mm-hmm. 1 Corinthians mm-hmm. 11. So looking at verse 29, this is when Paul's writing to the Corinthians and they have been improperly taking the Lord's Supper. Some people have been uh, coming to the Lord's Supper and they're not waiting for other uh, members of the body and they're just eating without them and they're being gluttonous and some of them are drinking way too much and they're getting drunk and so they're they're eating and taking of the Lord's Supper for themselves, not for the upbuilding of the body. And so mm-hmm. in verse 29, uh, Paul is telling them that for anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body, eats and drinks judgment on himself. That is why many of you are weak and ill, and some have died. But if we judged ourselves truly, we would not be judged. But when we are judged by the Lord, we are disciplined so that we may not be condemned along mm-hmm. with the world. So Paul's telling them, like, hey, look, you're, you're not taking into consideration the body. You're just eating for yourself. And so because of that reason, you guys are getting sick. You're, you're weak. Some of you have died. And he's telling them that you've been disciplined so that we may not be condemned along with the world. Yeah. Sometimes sickness and sometimes mm-hmm. even death, sometimes illness, these things are used by God in a way that brings about a greater good, that brings about our repentance, that brings about our understanding of our where we actually stand with mm-hmm. God. And it might be painful in the moment, but right. it is a mercy of God to to reveal those things to us, even if it means that he has to use illness or sickness yeah. or the coronavirus to do that. Yeah. I was just having a conversation tonight with someone in our in our community group about you know, just the Lord's timing, and and one of the things that you know He does is He can just have us wait. You know, um, often He teaches us patience, but sometimes we we always would be looking for some kind of rationale or reason that that feels good or makes sense, and that's just not always the way that work the Lord works, and we have to be okay with that. Um, in Hebrews twelve, in uh, verses five and six, uh, the author is, is quoting out of. Um, Psalms, uh, Proverbs 3, but it says, My son, do not take the Lord's discipline lightly or lose heart when you are reproved by him. For the Lord disciplines the ones he loves and punishes every son he receives, every child he receives. And mm. so, uh, in common sense, like the Lord, um, if we are his children, praise the Lord if he does discipline us. Obviously, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't yeah. feel good. It didn't feel good when I was a child getting disciplined. And to be honest, it doesn't feel good when I have to discipline my child. Um, yeah. But that's what loving parents, that's what they do. Yeah, amen. Yeah. Amen. So so I think another thing of, of talking about how sickness can be a discipline, it's also a, a judgment upon those who reject God. And, and we don't, you know, I think we are, um, this is a highly unpopular thought or idea that God would bring judgment upon those who who, who don't believe in him or that he yeah. would he would even do that you know on earth and, and not um, wait till he's in heaven but I think the Lord does do this and we see this in Acts chapter um, in chapter 12 in verse 23 where it says at once an angel of the Lord struck him because he did not give the glory of God glory to God and he was eaten by worms and died this is Herod's death. This is how he died. Um, and, you know, he is denouncing the Lord and it's just like, boom, you're done. And yeah. now, let's be really clear. 
We cannot go around saying, oh, you died? Oh, it's because obviously the Lord's judging you. You must not be a believer. Yes. Or yes. you have coronavirus. That's because you're wicked and sinful. Exactly. Or, How, or, so we see this. Yeah. Go ahead. We see this when there's like mass shootings, okay? Mm. And there will be, there will be like the Westboro Baptist type Which, Christians. They're not Christians. That I, I completely agree with you. Um, but they will go and they'll say, the reason that this happened is because of your sin. The reason yeah. that the hurricane hit the Philippines is because they are sinful. And, and look, I don't have the mind of God. Right. We don't claim to have the mind of God. However, we see sin being taken care of on the cross. Mm-hmm. And, and we are guaranteed that all sin is going to be judged yep. when Jesus returns. Yeah. Correct. Yes. We also live in a fallen world as we yeah. mentioned earlier. Yeah. So there's going to be effects of the fall mm-hmm. that af- that impact believers and non-believers alike that does not necessarily mean that they were all in sin. Yeah. I, I think it's just, it's an, it's an, well, one, it's idiotic, but something we, we you hear a lot out of the prosperity gospel and some people is, if you have enough faith, the Lord will heal you. You know, if you just yeah. have enough faith, then you, you will overcome this illness. Just speak the name of Jesus over it. You know all this kind of stuff, and we'll we'll see um, a lot of the just false doctrine, heresy begin to be espoused because this is a heyday for for prosperity preachers, which is ironic because things are not prospering right now, but they capitalize on people's fears and their anxiety, and say, hey, if you trust the Lord, if you say this prayer, if you give this money, then the Lord will protect you from the coronavirus. You know. Um, and we just, we trust in the Lord. And I love what you said, that sin was dealt with on the cross. Doesn't mean sin isn't a reality in our world. Doesn't mean it's, there are still not effects of sin ravaging our world, but um, it's been dealt with. And so we're not we're not out here trying to, to re-crucify Christ or something to pay the price for that for that sin. Yeah. So there, there's a passage here in Luke 13, verses 1 through 5, that mm-hmm. addresses this. And it also... Uh, transition well into the last point. So I'm going to read this. So um, Luke chapter 13, verse 1. There were some present at that very time who told him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. And he answered them, Do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered in this way? No, I tell you. But unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Or those 18 on whom the tower in Siloam fell and killed them, do you think that they were worse offenders than all the others who lived in Jerusalem? No, I tell you. But unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. And so Jesus is letting them know here that, hey, these disasters, they happened not because they were worse offenders, but it's to remind you that unless you repent, Mm -hmm. you too will perish. Yeah. And so the sixth thing that we want to say here is that pandemics, natural disasters, famines, um, <coughs> man, hurricanes, tornadoes, whatever, viruses, they are a really clear example of the Lord reminding you that life is short and today is the day of salvation. And so mm-hmm. if you are separated from God, then we would encourage you to 
hear the gospel, that Jesus has paid the price for your sin, past, present, and future, and that his perfect righteousness, he lived a perfect life without any sin, that is imputed to you, it's given to you, and Mm -hmm. your sin is given to Christ on the cross, and it's taken care of, should you believe that Jesus is Lord, that he is the Savior, and you make him your treasure. That's mm-hmm. the gospel. Yeah. And so Amen. if you are separated from God, we would encourage you today, see these natural disasters, see these famines, mm-hmm. see coronavirus as a vivid reminder, a kindness of God to remind you that you are mortal. And something like the coronavirus or a bus or old age, whatever it is, could end your life. And you don't know when that's going to happen. So repent today. And even if you're a Christian, if you are a follower of Jesus, we would encourage you, if there's any undealt with sin, any sin in your life that you have not repented of, repent. Get it right with God today. Don't continue to embrace it, but see the things that are around you that the Lord uses and be reminded that today God is welcoming you back. Should you repent, you will be forgiven. First John 1, 9. So go. by God's grace, he uses these kinds of things to remind us that we our lives are short and that we should repent today. Don't wait. That's right. Amen. You, you had the quick line there about whether we die of Corona or, or get uh, run over by a bus. And I just want to throw some quick stats out there. Um, <laughs> on average, only 325 people have been killed by a bus um, in an average, in the average year. So it looks like odds are Corona. Um, not the bus. <laughs> Thank you for looking that up. <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, I thought, huh, how many people get ran over by a bus each year? 325 in America. There you go. Now you look at like the Philippines or some of those highly populated um, areas, if they're not isolated right now or, or locked down because of Corona, um, probably a lot more people get killed by buses like in India or Pakistan or Thailand. But anyway, okay. I think it's really important, um, as you said, Rob, there's disasters. There's all these things that God can use to remind us that that He is the source of life. Yeah. But I amen. think, and also that, you know, when there's not natural disasters, when there's not the coronavirus or, you know, half the country's burning or whatever, you know, Australia just had all those wild wildfires. When those things aren't happening, He is just as much our Savior, and we are just as much in need of His grace and His mercy, and yeah, that's. Amen. Part of our struggle as Christians, as as people, is we are often the people who we wonder where God's at when times are hard, and we're never looking for Him when times are good. Um, we are a fickle people, but may yeah. we, with bold assurance, um, approach the throne of grace. And as David said, you know, or as um, Timothy said, "My Lord and my God," um, may that be our our cry. Have mercy on me, a sinner. So yeah, amen. we just keep trusting Lord as Corona continues to uh, grow, I guess, if that's the right word, spread. And, um, yep. you know, as we said from the beginning, you know, we trust the Lord and we rest in his goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. All right, man. Close us out. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you listening to the uh, podcast. Peace out. Stop. You guys can... Hit us up on social media with the hashtag Simple Theology Pod. You can find us on Instagram at Simple Theology Pod. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash simple theology. You can 
head over to our website, which is simpletheology.org, and you can also shoot us a call, leave us a voicemail. We won't if you if you call this number, guys. We are not going to answer. It goes straight to voicemail. So don't feel like it's going to be awkward if, if like oh I don't want to call and then pick up and me have to try to come up with some weird conversation. We're not going to answer. It just goes it goes straight to voicemail. So you can leave a voicemail and you can let us know if you want that played on air. Uh, that number is 614-233-1098. 614-233-1098. You can also shoot us an email at info at simpletheology.org. Boom. If you want to suggest a topic, you can go to our website. Beautiful. Anything else? Did I miss anything? Are we yeah. good? Yeah, you missed a few things, but hey. Ah, whatever. Grace. That's my motto, Grace. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Yeah, man. All right, y'all. Peace out. If, uh, if Corona doesn't get us, hopefully, <laughs> Lord willing, we'll, we'll see, see you next, next week. week. Hey, by the way, this is episode 100. Episode what? 100. 100. Yeah. We should have celebrated. Cool. Uh, we should have. We should have done something more positive. Well, we're, we're all in isolation. <laughs> That's right. Lock, lockdown. <laughs> all right. All right. Peace, Peace out, y'all.